Hey guys, welcome to the Classical Drunks. I'm here with Manny, as usual. Hello. And we have our special guest today, Pierre. Hi. Woohoo! Pierre, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So I am Manny's uh, little brother. Um, I uh, I am... Shit. Very French. <laughs> yeah, very French as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on my English, so don't blame me for that. Um, and I'm doing uh, 3D for video games. Yeah. Yeah, that's your job. Cool. Yeah. And a small disclaimer, quickly. Uh, so we just got new hardware, and this is kind of our first. This is a, like a test episode. We're just testing out the new hardware and making sure that everything works. So uh, apologies in advance for the maybe not so good quote, quote you know, not as good as, as as you would expect. Usually, we just want to make sure that everything works mm. uh, perfectly. But we have nice guests coming down the line. Yes. Stay tuned. Yeah, now that we have a third mic, we have the possibility to have guests. So hopefully we'll have guests in the future. Without, you, you know, kicking out one of the hosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we have a few, like, just um, uh, shit posty topics, kind of, for today. Yes. Um, that we just want to kind of want to run through and uh, just, you know, take a nice, easy episode. So what do we have down here on the first topic? Yeah, Manny? so the, 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 the first thing that I really want to talk about is the fact that uh, uh, Pierre, so Pierre was in, uh, in an art school in France. Mm. And he was probably the only uh, not leftist in the whole building. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> uh, so that's you know that's kind of kind of a funny thing uh, to have gone through. So you know, like, what is it like to be a right wing in an art school? Uh, exactly. Yeah. So the uh, the thing is, uh, first, uh, students in general and young people in general. Uh, tend to be kind of uh, on the left side, I'd say, uh, but... Is it? Yeah, you, you think? So, but, well, arts, arts leans left Massively. in the first place. Well, no, young people lean left already to begin with. If you look at the UK statistics, you find that, like, in the, it was in the younger age gap. demographic, yeah, there's a big, like, a gap between um, the right and the left. So, like, young people tend to be... 80% of young people tend to identify as uh, centre-left or left, and then the rest tend to identify. This is the numbers we've seen. Right for, or yeah, right. That's so, the numbers we saw for the last election. For the last election, exactly. So, yeah, you tend to find that, and then you tend to find as well um, within kind of the art school sphere. Uh, I, I assume it's the same in France that it's even more left than your general population. So, yeah, is yeah, exactly. that about right? Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. It's kind of a thing. It's like. Uh, when you start to talk about politics uh, to people, at least in the school I was, uh, it's kind of, when people start to say, well, you know, I'm kind of on the left side, uh, I was like, yeah, of course you are, I'm, <laughs> yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, from, from every side, actually, from students, but also teachers, uh, I, I wouldn't be sure exactly uh, where, uh, why is that, but for me, it's, for me it could um, be linked to some... Um, empathy thing i think artists artists tend to be really an empathy and uh maybe it could be linked to um being a bit more on the left side of the spectrum mm. it definitely correlates in in uh the studies that have been done on the topic empathy is a huge predictor of i mean psychology is a you know psychological traits are a huge predictor of your political leaning mm -hmm. so uh i'm not surprised there and a good artist should be very in touch with their emotional side as if they're going to try and portray that emotion in their art. So, so well, that that's makes a good question, actually, because uh, I like good art actually has an awful lot of, of skills and an awful lot of technique. Oh, that too. It, like it to that me, too, yeah. yeah, to me, great art is not just 
some kind of a emotional resonance. It's like, oh, that's the like. It's not just it 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 says something. It's also there is no freaking way I can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even if I've spent thirty years of my life, I would never. You know that that's what I appreciate in 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 classical paintings when I go to museums. I can look at it and I I can think there is no way that I can mm. ever have the capacity to do that. I can talk about it a bit. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, um, I think people who have a lot of empathy uh, can be more leading uh, to um, the desire of becoming an artist. But the thing is, if you wanna. Um, transform this desire and this, uh, yeah, um, if you want to tra- transform this the desire, emotion. Being, yeah. this emotion uh, to something that actually people would appreciate as an art piece, uh, you need to learn a lot. You need, there's a huge amount of knowledge to get uh, that will allow you to take your feelings or whatever you want to express in your art and transform it into visual or videos of sounds or whatever and i think this is kind of a filter like if you are in one of those schools whatever which school we're talking about uh, are you going to be able to um you know learn all those things and becoming good enough in with technical skills composition lightning anatomy drawing computer softwares a lot of people just stop because they can't they, they just can't get good enough are using softwares like Photoshop or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's something, it's something you got to learn through these years. So that's what I want, something I was wondering. Like if you look at the people, the, maybe like the best performing in, in your class, I presume they, they, they had like a high level of, of, of skill or you know, technicity, maybe to, that, the, that would exactly. You have you need the in between uh, because if you're only focusing on technique, uh, your art will feel empty, even though it could be very beautiful. But if you're only having a lot of feelings, but you're you're not having enough skills, and then you're Leonard Dahem. And this is something I've <laughs> been seeing a lot. Like a lot of people definitely had a lot of abilities and a lot of desire to create something beautiful, but then would just not be good enough at using the softwares uh, it's it's often the software uh the, that will stop people from creating like mm. uh, you give them pens and brushes and painting uh they will most of the time uh do cool stuff with that but when you begin to use softwares well enough that's yeah that's what happened people struggled with that mm. and when you were in art college did you find that politics came up a lot or did you try and avoid the subject or were you very um, kind of approachable in, a, in that way and did you find other people approachable and amicable and listening to your views uh, the thing is this is really a topic I would tend to avoid but okay. also uh, it wasn't um, because I, I knew that I would disagree with people and I actually I wouldn't care it was like you know what I'm just interested in art here so yeah mm-hmm. you, you tell me that but I don't care uh, and also I wouldn't say uh, there was uh, like a huge um, huge political debates uh, like people would talk a bit about it uh, like along the conversation uh, but it wasn't v- a very important thing yeah. the, the only thing I felt is that whenever even if you're not talking a lot about political issues it's 
it's still there. You, you know that people um, are on this side of the spectrum and you can feel it and hear it through, through, the, through the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I can, same thing with my college experience. It wasn't very political um, in that way, but um, that's also because I did science. So it's not really a very mm. biased subject in that way. And, and a lot of politics doesn't really come into it unless you're doing certain kinds of science, maybe where you have to do like a class in ethics or you're doing environmental science where policy comes into it a lot. But if you have a eugenics class. Yeah, but uh, something I found <laughs> specifically about the art thing is that, so we had, uh, we had, um, we've been taught how to uh, deal with all the, you know, the papers, paperwork when you're an artist. But at some point you, you gotta find money and you gotta pay some money to the state. Yeah, that's how it works. And um, th through that you could really feel even from the teachers uh, that it's kind of a fight, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because you have evil publishers that will try to uh, <laughs> get the lower price possible from you and even sometimes not to pay you. And you can you you have to use as much legal um, stuff you can to uh, fight against it and live from it. And uh, the thing is, it's true uh, in a lot of it's, in a lot of ways, it's true. Like there's definitely a lot of publishers that are very uh, abusing from artists. And absolutely, this this is called working for spec, isn't it? Isn't that's the term you're you're or you're working for um for uh, uh, visibility. Uh, visibility, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Hmm. That's yes. It's almost a, a meme on the internet from yeah. the, along the artists. Uh, yeah, which uh, is like very rare in any other industry to do that. Yeah, but a lot. Yeah, so that's true. And actually, there's a lot of I would say low quality publishers uh, <laughs> that would try the thing of saying, "Oh, you know, uh, you can do this book cover for me, and we will give you a lot of visibility." And like, no, <laughs> why would I do that? When mm. I try to pay my rent with visibility, it doesn't work. <laughs> Please don't ask for this. No, no, it's I, I pay my rent through tweets. <laughs> that's yeah, how I do exactly. it. Exactly. Hey, do. you're a good landlord. You know what? I can like give you a five star on yeah. TripAdvisor. Yeah, and I'll even retweet you. There yeah. you go. But visibility. Yeah. No. Uh, you can't pay rent with retweets. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Unless well, that'll be a fun thing to do. Like <laughs> because no, because because you you get people who are uh, uh, get uh, sponsorship, especially if you're like a star, superstar, Hollywood star. You oh, you yeah. can get paid uh, to like advertise for whatever like you know uh, sponsored um, tweets. I think so, we can agree that that's the fringe, and that kind of oh, yeah, economy no. works off of popularity. So by definition, it, it has to be fringe. It'd yeah, be exactly. it'd be funny. It'd be funny for like a Hollywood star to literally say, "Yeah, I pay my rent in tweets." <laughs> that would be yeah. That'd be hilarious. Uh, it, uh, if if you can do it, great. But uh, don't yeah, don't but there's, be. There's only is, a handful of people who can do can do that. Yeah, this is the kind of people you meet who are like 16 years old and say they're going to grow up to be professional football players, and you're like, really? <laughs> Maybe, but. <laughs> Kind of, are you sure? Do you maybe go to college and do a business degree or something. Yes. Like <laughs> so um, I had another question is, so because we, um, so we're, we're in Dublin and we actually are living uh, relatively close to the uh, National College of Arts and Design. Mm -hmm. And I was taking a look at uh, the, uh, uh, the exhibition that's going to be there. And there's an awful lot of uh, political stuff in terms of, you know, the, the content that's being made. And it, it seems to me that Pierre, what, what you were doing, and the kind of, like politics was maybe in in the minds of the students, but it wasn't like you you were still very down to earth when it came to okay, well I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a book cover, I'm gonna do whatever it is, and that was a lot more 
politics yeah. was not really there. Exactly. So uh, the thing is, you have to. Uh, there is a huge difference between um, art for uh, publishing purposes, uh, like books, um, maybe video games, movies, whatever. Like where you have a purpose uh, and money involved. Like you want to pay your rent with that. And there's a difference with what I would call modern art, um, which I am really less into, um, where you would very, uh, way more easily Such find... a hipster. <laughs> you find a lot more of politics inside of it because it's, it's art for the sake of art and expression for the only sake of expression whenever it pays or not. Mm-hmm. So it's very different. So it's not driven as much by... by the demand of the market exactly this is a huge difference okay so okay so the the this is why artists are basically poor yeah <laughs> okay there we go yeah that's it guys you can tune out now no. uh, thank you for following please like and subscribe there's also, no, you know there's also another factor like my school which i consider as a very good school uh, even so there's not a lot of people from this school who will actually make a living from art uh why is that well it's simple everyone want to live from art it's it's a dream when you're a chi- when you're a child you're drawing you're like oh when i when i will be an adult i want to live from drawing comic books and the thing is at some point there is a demand that that is a bit lower than the offer you know mm-hmm. so yeah uh, kind of a filter at some point mm. and yeah. if you are just interested in expressing yourself and doing some political modern art stuff maybe you will live from it so you graduated you graduated about a year ago did you sorry uh, you graduated one year ago, exactly. Uh, about, yeah. about a year ago. So how many, do you know, like in your class, uh, there was like, you know, 20, 20 something, 30 people? Was uh, it? F- around 20 something, yeah. Okay, so 20 something. Do you do you have an idea of, of like how many actually work? So the thing is... Um, can, can we make a caveat? Both work or work within the art industry. Yeah, that that's, was, that was yeah. my follow-up. That was going to be my follow-up. <laughs> okay, right, right. Very good. Uh, I could give you... Uh, Roughly, you don't have to, to give an exact figure. It depends on what you mean by working on the field, because uh, a lot of them would do like one book cover or two, or uh, work on this uh, video games or something, but n- no, not really long-term stuff. Oh, so not, not so a lot of it wouldn't be... They're not gainfully employed, for yes. example. Yeah, some are... Uh, I can't give you a rough number, but it's you can count it on... Uh, it's like a handful. Yeah, yeah. a handful. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so very few... So very few, even though, like as you were saying, it's one of the top French schools when it comes to exactly. uh, arts and illustration, that kind of stuff. Even there, only a handful actually have some form of living today. Yeah, so that's sh- linked. Still to keep in mind that, um, as far as I know, uh, from the people who, who graduate from this school, it can take several years bec- before they actually find a job within the industry. But yeah, even so, it's quite it's quite. A, terrifying actually <laughs> yes well so yeah so well that's but that's that's the thing though is that when you talk about you know um publishers trying to exploit and say well you can you can do it for free and we'll give you visibility it, it it's only happening because there is such oversaturation of yes, the labor there, there's just yeah. so many people that are trying to get in there yeah exactly like I mean, you would never be able to do that if anyone comes to me and say you can code and i'll give you visibility i show i show them the finger yeah. Because w- there is a shortage of developers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very common with my friend and even myself to to have such um, a publisher asking you for, to work for a very low price or for nothing. Uh, you know, I'm like, 
no, no, I won't. And I know that we, they will find someone. They will. There was just too many of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which is kind of back to what we were. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned it uh, during an actual podcast, but Aaron, we were talking about making it mandatory to 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 display the average oh, yeah. salary. Oh. Uh, like five years after graduation. Yeah, so like, you know, when you're go- flipping through a, a college prospectus and there's all the different, you know, undergraduate degrees that are there, uh, I totally think that we should have like just a little like table underneath the prospectus page and just say, okay, after five years, how many of these people are working in the industry? How many are employed and how many have not found work exactly so, so that would be interesting uh, especially oh and so maybe the average or median wage i was yeah i was gonna say just if you just put the median wage it's it's a good proxy for all those things because if yeah. not working your minimum wage is gonna be median wage is gonna be lower exactly. yeah and the, so the, the field i choose because there are several fields in this called the field i choose is uh, very specifically one of those who will who takes time before leading you to a job because most of the people who because I was doing illustration and most of the people who do that they will try to do self-employee uh, illustration and it, could, it, can, it can take years before you actually make some money for it but there's other fields uh, which I think even if I'm not, I'm not sure uh, can lead you quite um, faster in the industry for example if you're doing uh, 3D animation which is a new field in this uh, school you know it's it's something you often do in a company <laughs> so you're either employee oh, so or not. you have okay so you have a higher chance of uh, being uh, an actual employee rather than uh, yeah. kind of a freelance you, you could have maybe to move uh, somewhere else and in France yes maybe um, but yeah definitely there's also like there's a field which is a comic book for example uh, it's same stuff. Uh, even though the, you you learn like it's a really good school for doing comic books, but few of them are gonna are gonna leave from it. That's the truth. Mm. Yeah. All right. Which is yeah. It's um. So there is something else that that um, kind of struck me is if you talk about uh, arts, there is a huge gender gap in the sense of like in your school there was majority female uh in in the students yeah it was so it it wasn't um that huge in terms of difference compared for example of when i was in a literature in high school yeah yeah in high school i was doing literature and it was like maybe 20 girls for six six men something like that so that's that was huge uh so it wasn't that huge uh in my art school but still you could see the difference uh more women definitely uh, and uh, it's then, then, yeah, it's interesting to see that it will depend on the field uh, later like on. Like the, special, the specialty, you mean? Exactly. Specialization. Uh, for example, what I'm doing, so I'm doing 3D art. And uh, so far, even like only by following people on internet or by my colleagues, uh, there's a majority of men doing this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, even so, in art, uh, most of the time it's the majority of girls, so that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You brought me one day to um, a meetup in Dublin, mm-hmm. like a kind of a 3D meetup. Yeah. Uh, it was a sausage fest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really depends on, on the techniques uh, you're using to creating art. Uh, so that would be the more um, uh, technical oriented I think so. Uh, uh, parts of, of, of the arts, in 3D, a sense. When you do 3D, it's really a dedication to spending hours and hours uh, on very complex software, I got to say. Uh, it's uh, I, You, you got to watch a lot of videos to learn about it, uh, read a lot of documentation. I don't know exactly how it, in, in, 
uh, affects this gap, but uh, it's uh, very different from uh, doing uh, actual drawing, even with Photoshop or with paper or painting. It's very different. It's a, a very different branch of art. Well, just to give an example, because, you know, my background is, is programming and you guys do a lot of, uh, for example, you use uh, shaders. Yeah. That's advanced mathematical stuff and advanced programming. Exactly. Like even I, that's just completely beyond my, my understanding. Yeah, a I lot of it is beyond my understanding. I could, I, could talk, I could talk for hours about the way lights bounce on surfaces and how to simulate it using shaders. And it's programming. It's visual programming, but it's still programming. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And and that, uh, that, it makes sense, kind of that, like, um, if you look at, like, for example, Manny's industry, which is IT, and your form of art, which is very heavy IT, it, it Manny's industry skews very male as well because it's IT. So, oh. since you're doing a lot of IT, it, it kind of it also makes sense, I guess, that that like sub sub kind of set of that art career is heavily like yeah. male based I think as well so, yeah. and there's so, the overlap yeah. with like video gaming itself is mm. is a lot more uh male dominated yeah, as exactly. sector in the first place so you can uh, like have an overlap mm -hmm. again it and and that's not to say that you know the it industry is only hiring males it's because they can only hire males because like you look at the graduate rates no. it's like mostly males actually oh, yeah. in, my, in my company uh a guy was talking about the fact that he, he wanted to have some girls programming and it was hard for him to find some yeah yeah no, it's, it's a big issue for us uh, uh, in, in one sense, because like, you know, we have like a, uh, like the company I work for, for Oath, we literally like we own Huffington Post and we own uh, Tumblr. So, you know, very left leaning in its culture mm -hmm. and they're complaining about the lack of women. And when you're doing recruitment, you just can't find them when there is one woman that shows up out of 10. Yeah. You're not gonna just say, "Well, you have a vagina," so and you're not, you, even though you're not even good at what you do, let's just come on board. You can't just say that, and yeah. that's. Well, that, well, believe it or not, Manny, I think we actually still do live in a meritocracy. <laughs> but that's an issue for like this is something that we're being, you know, like there are fingers pointed in our direction, saying there is not enough female, and you're like, we've we literally can't have more. There is not more to be found. Yeah. This is the thing. I actually think there is like small, like some advantages to working in an office where it's like not a total sausage fest, but it's not a total like estrogen orgy as well. Like I think men and women bounce off each other differently in social situations, and I think it's actually kind of good to have kind of a balance because, you know, I do feel if you have too much testosterone in the office, oh, yeah, it's no. kind of negative, and I also feel if you have too much estrogen in the office, it's kind of bitchy. Well, it makes so, departments for a yeah, while. We exactly. Had so like I think there is like an actual advantage to having like a kind of fairly uh, gender balanced office space but at the same time if you want that you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices depending on the industry you're in in terms of maybe having to hire people who aren't as good as maybe their male counterparts or their female counterparts depending on what office environment you're in and I think it's just the 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 I, I am a meritocrat I do believe like whoever's the best for the job hire them so because that's just the most effective way to get like results so i'll just give you an anecdote because um and if, it outweighs obviously you know the balance thing if i remember that was uh github uh so uh one of the largest it company uh there is out there like big big name and they were organizing some kind of a conference they wanted speakers and they were like okay guys we're gonna put up a uh for the for for, for the selection of speakers we're gonna have a uh purely merit-based system where you submit 
like a paper, kind of a paper, you know, that's something you're going to talk about. And then they would uh, just assign random numbers and keep the name aside, have the papers reviewed, made their selection, uh, really tr try to make sure that, that it was based on the content of the paper. They actually cancelled it because they said, oh, we only selected papers written by men. Because when you start from a situation where 90% are men, you know, and, and you say, I'm going to pick five, statistically speaking, th th there is a reasonable chance there won't be a single woman in, in the panel. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's an issue. At some point you have to, when, when you have to so, so small numbers in the first place to apply, if you want to have kind of a gender blind system that is purely based on merit you're gonna find those numbers down the line but that for some people is, is a problem the fact that we're yeah. not we're not judging people based on sex apparently is is somehow an issue i've yeah oh my god <laughs> so which is a good segue for us to uh, because um like i know you guys were yeah, for different reasons because you come from the arts which is a bit of a different culture aaron you were surprised when i said that that the whole so-called the sjw thing it's not really happening in france or if it is very marginally which seems very strange for red france <laughs> especially yeah. yes especially because like if you listen to the likes of jordan peterson he blames everything on the french postmoderns yeah you know exactly. philosophers and and you're like actually it's not happening politically in france uh pierre disagreed mainly because you know from from your experience you were saying it's kind of circling back to what we were saying originally your class in your in your environment it was a lot more sjw heavy um exactly. i would say in the in the school in general um yeah. i would say because uh the sjw thing is something i was already following you know just on youtube and on the internet and i would see uh this a bit happening in my school so uh, all the um gender thing the gender non-binary thing uh, whatever uh, so a lot of topics that were originally um, bring by SJWs, uh, but on a very lower scale. Um, mm. It 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 was it was much less about acting politically. It was just some expression thing. You know? Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think that was maybe because they were more focused on other areas of politics, like uh, your general sort of left or... The first thing you have to like keep in mind... Like economic inequality, that kind of thing. You know, it's kind of a school where if you don't dedicate your whole life in uh, doing what you're here for, uh, basically, you, you, you just can't do it. It's like... Oh, that's you know, very it's, good. It's, it's, it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's a school where you don't, sometimes you just don't sleep during nights because you're, learn, like, you're learning stuff that ask you to work a lot and to make a lot of mistakes and spend a lot of time correcting the mistake you've made and sometimes it's just take nights so you you have to forget about if if you were good at sport you have to forget about it sometimes if you if and if you were are involved in politics you also have to forget about a bit about that mm -hmm. so yeah you can't really be involved in politics in such school. so the cost yeah. okay so the cost of doing politics then translates in you know not having time to get better grades exactly yeah. that's an actual impact yeah. as in compared to those american universities where maybe they're not working as hard <laughs> that's interesting well, I, I don't want to say oh, i don't want to say that, that i think it actually depends a lot on whatever you're doing in the college <laughs> <laughs> well yeah no well like for example for me like i was in the, the science department uh, science and engineering department in college and 
generally like we were considered if you took a table of the amount of hours spent you got like a, a kind of a, a a list of how many hours you would be in lectures how many hours you'd be in practicals how many hours you'd be in labs how many hours you'd be doing studying and it added up to you know 55 hours a week generally which is a lot of time but then if you took like for example a humanities class it would add up to 35 hours a week which is a lot more manageable so you know it, yeah. yeah so i think it depends on not really what college you're going to but maybe more what subject you're doing totally yeah but also our, that seems like a fairly um intense art course that yeah, you're doing yeah, so it, it kind yeah. of has this uh, reputation of uh like, when like I, you when said I, it was one of the best art colleges in france yeah so, totally yeah um so. uh still if you're not talking about modern art because it's not okay right <laughs> fair enough yeah. but, you know, even when, when i said to people around me oh i'm gonna I'm, I'm going to go to this school they were like oh you're not gonna sleep <laughs> yeah and they were right <laughs> in a sense so maybe what we need to do is just double the assignment work for all of the humanities courses i like it well the problem is activism is part of the uh, assignment courses that's true actually oh, yeah. um, uh, there was a like you know there, there's been a meme going around because uh, uh, like a girl as an assignment had to go to subway and take a picture of a man making her a sandwich what <laughs> the worst part is i'm not even joking that literally literally happened it was like you know uh how do you I... learn anything from that well it's to show the reversal of the patriarchy or something oh for fuck's sake so <laughs> the man was making a sandwich making her a sandwich and that that was kind of a sign of empowerment so it, activism and I, like that's not even that's not even a conspiracy or anything it's in the it's in the program content just look at any of those gender studies kind of stuff it's part of the course it's in the description it says activism it's they're not even trying to hide it it's yeah. hidden in plain sight if it, anything it, it, yeah it is like you know political ideology the undergraduate degree yeah it's yes yeah and so which is weird because could you imagine taking a course in for example conservatives conservatism oh jesus could you <laughs> well it's called theology no that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's imparting an ideology onto the onto the student, and and so something that's interesting is that political correctness in France takes different forms. But in terms of uh, when it comes to arts, we, we have, and maybe that's because maybe that's because in part we had you know Nazi occupation. We're not really keen on political correctness uh, censoring forms of arts. But that's starting to appear. I'm, I'm thinking of humor, for example. You know, we, we, we had the case of um, Charlie Hebdo. And a lot of people would not understand the kind of, you know, the levels of sat satire. Yeah. And that's just part of the French uh, comedic landscape. Mm -hmm. But it's now uh, becoming a bit tougher, maybe. And there's uh, the case of uh, Marceau, uh, who is a famous, so M-A-R-S-A-U-L-T. Uh, if I remember correctly, because yeah. uh, actually, like he, he I, I actually like his kind of humor, but it's he's got a lot. It's got a, a lot um, in a, uh, into a lot of trouble. Exactly. Um, so Marceau is doing. Uh, is still doing, and that's good. Uh, a lot of uh, comic books, uh, comic strips, uh, mostly just on the internet, and he would he would publish some uh, on paper, and uh, it's kind of stuff where he would uh, be targeting. Uh, a lot of different people from, um, I don't know. So, he, he, for example, he, he would target fat people, feminists, but also um, sometimes 
policemen, uh, Nazis. Uh, it's very, it's wide. Uh, you would target a lot of different people, and uh, and just make fun of them. Yeah, like in a very violent way, but it's comics, guys. It's, it's very crude. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's very crude. It's kind of gore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's fun, and I like the fact that he's targeting a very wide uh, range of people. That's that's fun. And the thing is, uh, as he's targeting fat people and feminists uh, and. Yeah, uh, is being uh, targeted himself uh, on the internet on Facebook, but uh, by uh, kind of what we could call it SJW. Uh, I'm not sure if yeah. you should say that, but the thing is, it's it's been censored. Uh, his Facebook page has been shut down, and um, it could have stopped there, but he had um, it. It kind of gave him some visibility because now he found a publisher the ring editions um and so they've been on the trouble they've, yeah, yeah so they've they've been tagged uh and sometimes when marceau like uh, the the physical build, building was, yeah exactly uh, uh, yeah and when, when when he goes to book signing sometimes he needs some uh, protection um uh, so i'm, I'm kind of happy that he can continue doing his work but i was uh surprised and kind of afraid but by this idea of Actually, uh, he was almost completely shut down because of just some fun stuff he was doing. Mm. So just to give a like, just to give a practical example, one of his comics was uh, you have like a kind of a you know very uh, uh, lightly dressed woman who's walking, and there's a young man who's just you know shouting, "Hey, what's your number?" Uh, you know that kind of stuff, catcalling her essentially. Yeah. And uh, the next trip, like he's he's drawing himself kind of going to the guy and it's like oh because it's like a big guy big mu mu uh, muscle guy and he just goes to, to to the lad and start oh don't you want my number and you know start to <laughs> beating the guy uh i can give you my number i mean it's a, you know it's kind of fun rude. kind of like oh yeah well suddenly a big guy with muscle comes along and you're not you're not showing off as much are you mm. so that was the content of the joke and the, the comic is in black and white but people were like oh that's not very respectful of like you know, they were assuming that just because of the way he was portraying the 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 cat collar and like the the lingo uh, the lingo he was using um they assumed it was like, oh yeah that's uh you're drawing an arab are you you're being racist <laughs> and that was the thing it was like he's he's drawing a low lifer i mean you're the one who's who's equating being a low lifer and an arab yeah. he did not like he didn't call him Abdul, and he didn't put you know, like he didn't put any explicit. I'm putting air, I'm doing air quotes Arab thing. Yeah, it was just a low life. He was just a general guy. A a, a low life, cat calling a, a a girl, and that was it. It's the equivalent of like a yellow emoji. There is no race, and it was, nobody is yellow. Again, the comic life. is in black and white, so you, yeah. you don't have skin tones. Yeah, it's exactly that's what I'm saying. There was, there was no race implied to the actual. Yes, yeah, it's just yeah. The, the 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 way he made him talk and the lingua he was using. Was like, oh, that's not nice to Arabs, and you're being racist. <laughs> Where he was actually like you know like criticizing, kind of conning. Yeah, yeah. And the guy is actually very left, you know, is is definitely not a right-wing capitalist by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it just it went over their heads, basically, and they just imparted their own kind yeah, of ideology onto it. Yeah, but it's, it's fun to see ideology that onto be, it. because is you know, very even muscles and um, not and sometimes targeting feminists on his comics, people will assume that he's a right-winger. Yeah, because he's like, you know, shaved head and yeah. big pack of muscle pack. 
he's not he's not, not a wink, yeah he's not a winkling uh gender queer uh uh you know fat beta male beta male yeah yeah just assume my gender yeah exactly that's it's it. not you don't you don't have to assume his gender for very long hmm. yeah right uh do we have any other topics to talk about i guess that's gonna be it for today okay that cool. was already that was nice right cool yeah. guys thanks for tuning in thanks uh me. manny yes thanks for joining us pierre welcome thanks. to the show thanks for joining us yes uh we want you to like uh and comment if you have any questions or topics or hate hate speech and uh, share the video if you really liked it and want your friends to see all right thanks guys bye 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 bye